0: Where do you start? You want to start your own business so you can be home and create a lifestyle of greater freedom. After months or even years of thinking about it, you finally decide to explore the world of entrepreneurship, or in our case, entrepreneurship. Becoming a virtual assistant seems like a great way to make money from home and be your own boss. So how do you actually become a virtual assistant? Hey, moms, welcome to another episode of the Life Unboxed blog show where we talk about all things mom entrepreneur from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important, keeping your sanity. I am Jody, the Mom from Lifeunbox.blog. If you are enjoying this content, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and drop a comment below. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with your friends, and leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. I truly appreciate your support. Remember, I would love to hear your questions that you just can't seem to get answered. Mom, so let's talk about how to become a virtual assistant. So I started this blog with the goal of giving other moms the tools you need to break free from the nine to five, be your own boss, raise your kids, and enjoy your life. Now, I realize that this is a very unique group, and there aren't very many of us. We are truly blazing a new trail and changing the way things have always been done. It is an awesome, lonely, and sometimes overwhelming. If you're wanting to join this unique group of entrepreneurs, but you aren't sure where to start, then keep listening because I really want to help answer this question, how to become a virtual assistant, and be sure to check out the description for tons of links, lots of resources for you to get started. So all these will be in the description below. When I started, I wasn't even sure where to start or where to look to find out how to do this. So this post on how to become a virtual assistant includes all the help that I wanted. Okay, mom, so let's talk about getting started as a virtual assistant. This is my best advice on getting started, and these are not in sequential order. So actually, you can do all five of these things at the same time, or in whatever order works best for you and your budget. Number one, decide on your services. Yes, you need to decide what you can do and what you want to do. And again, I'm going to have links to help you figure this out as well. So be sure to check out the description. What you can do and what you want to do are not always the same thing. But you don't need to lock yourself into a niche. You really don't. So I know everyone tells you that the only way to be successful in business is to make sure you are in a niche. But you can start a successful business without a niche. I've been doing it for over seven years now. As a generalist living in a specialist world, I've come to the realization that you can be a great virtual assistant as a generalist or without a niche. If someone you want to work with is asking you to do something that is not on your list of services, but you can do it, then say yes. Just because it's not on your list doesn't mean there aren't other benefits for example if it's a person that you really want wanted to work with and the opportunity presents itself take it number two set up your office yes you need a space that you enjoy my space is full of superheroes and star wars and kids so it's a space i definitely enjoy and it doesn't have to be a stuffy office space. It just needs to be a space that you like to be in for hours at a time. Hopefully that space is somewhat separate from the rest of your life. Now I say that because it's so easy to always feel like you're on or you're at work because everything you need is right there. And you know, it will only take a a minute to finish this one thing right? And then scope creep takes over and an hour later, you're still at your desk. So it will help you keep your sanity to have regular office hours and a place that lets you hang the close sign out at the end of the day. Now, I don't have doors on my office, but I set up our formal living room as the office, schoolroom, library, et cetera, et cetera. So my office does not invade our family room or our bedroom. So it is a separate space, even though there aren't doors on it, it's still separate from the rest of our living. (laughs) So create your amazing office space, even if you don't have a client yet. Get your essential office supplies. And yes, I have a post for you on that one. Because you need to be ready to go as soon as you get your first client. If somebody calls you interested and they're ready to get started, they usually want to get started like the next day or in a few days. So you need to be ready to go. So that brings us to number three, computer stuff. But here's the secret. Just get the basics. You will need Microsoft Office programs or something similar. But I will say this as somebody who works with a lot of different people and does communicate with a lot of different people, you need to have a program that will allow you to save it as a document file. So DOCX, not pages. A lot of people still don't have pages um, or another format. So whatever program you decide to use, make sure it can save as a .DOCX. You will need these before you get your first client. So go ahead and spend the money if you need to. You don't need to break the budget on computer subscriptions. So wait to see what your potential clients like to use. Then bill them for the subscription. Or use the one they have if they have a multi-license subscription. Like Canva. I love using Canva I do have somebody who helps me out with one of my clients doing some of the Canva designs. Because I already pay for that subscription, I can just share uh, share the folders with them. And so they have access to everything that that I have or what I, uh, what I share to them and then the full library of Canva Pro stuff. So I don't need to pay for a subscription for the person who helps me. And she doesn't need to get that subscription herself. So don't feel like you need to get all of these uh, computer subscriptions right away. Just wait and see what you will actually need and if you can use their license. Make sure you have a good computer. You don't need to break the bank, but have something that will be reliable. So I currently use the Predator gaming laptop so i will leave the link below so you can check it out It's not a cheap laptop but and i didn't start with it so understand that i built up to it after a few years i started with a desktop that worked and was reliable and then i slowly switched my equipment out my husband is an it guy so he so he swaps out memory and ram and just keeps things going for us on a budget So my laptop now, I wanted a gaming laptop because I store huge files. And um, I needed some place that could handle all that storage. So my laptop has two terabyte drives of space. So that is more than enough storage to handle everything that I do. And I can still carry it around with me. So it's a great laptop. But again, it's not cheap. So work up to it. You don't have to go out and buy the fanciest computer right away. Number four, contracts and proposals. If you are starting a business, I cannot stress this hard enough. It is important to create a freelance contract and have your proposal ready to go. And yes, I have templates for you, so I will link to those in the description below. But a contract is going to help you define the relationship between you and the client and ensure that your terms are clear. If it is not in writing, you can't expect the client to do it. So, paying you on time, if that's not in writing, then you can't expect the client to do it. Creating a business proposal template before you get your first client can also give you the edge you need starting out and it will help to tame your unruly thoughts. Yes, I know what it's like to have these thoughts just rolling around in your head and sometimes just writing it down helps to clarify, edit, delete, add, all those things. So it will really just help, um, help you to put your thoughts down on paper. And it will really get you to think through your processes, procedures, and priorities. So a little alliteration for your day. Number five, start telling people. Yep, if you don't start telling people about your business, then how will they know? When you decide to become a virtual assistant, you need to tell people, So that you can start getting clients and you can read more ideas on how to get clients as an introvert, as an introvert. But here's my quick rundown. So create a website. Yes, an actual website. Please, please, I am begging you. Don't link to a Canva portfolio or something like that and think that it is enough. Part of being a virtual assistant is the implied computer savvy skills you offer clients. A legitimate website will give clients social proof of your skills, even if you hire someone else to do it for you. It will still clearly highlight your ability to um, start a project and finish a project, even if you don't do it yourself. And... If you hire somebody else, manage people and communicate. If your budget is tight, so here are some resources for you. So check out Bluehost for domain and hosting. Um, You can check out the Divi theme. And this is the most downloaded WordPress theme. And I will say it is worth every penny. And of course, check out the playlist, How to Create a Website for Beginners. I will take you step by step from installing WordPress, to installing your theme, to installing plugins, to designing with Divi. So you, if you don't know uh, where to start, then that is a great place for you to get started. Because I literally take you step by step on designing it. So you will have a website by the time you are done with that uh, playlist. Then create your social media profiles. So I would suggest at least starting with Facebook and LinkedIn, simply because I've gotten clients and client inquiries from both of these places. So just remember that you need to keep reminding people of what you're doing. Be sure to explain what you do so people don't need to think hard about it and let them know how you can make their lives easier. And Facebook and LinkedIn is a great place to showcase these things. Now that we've gotten you started, let's talk about some other things to think about. There are a number number of things to do when you decide to become a virtual assistant. Just as important, there are a number of things to avoid too. So number one, feeling like you need the latest and greatest. As I stated above, you can start small. Because starting any business usually means money is limited. So put your money into the important things like a computer and the right programs to go with it. Also, invest in a website. Then make a list of other things you need and start saving your money. You don't need to buy the latest and greatest to get started. Start with what you have. Number two, be flexible. Work with what you have now, and then build from there. So I know this may sound redundant from uh, uh, point one, but I'm specifically talking about your office space. So my office space has changed at least three to four times over the years. I've had to make accommodations for more kids in our homeschool. And at one point, I just needed to create more desk desk space and storage space for myself. So be flexible. If your office is not uh, your ideal right now, that's okay. Start with what you have and build from there. Because honestly, if you just have a place to put your computer right now, that's good enough. So spend your money on the important things to start, which is, like I said, a computer and the right programs. And then save your money. So be flexible with your workspace. Number three, gadget envy. It is easy to feel like you need to have all the apps that everyone is telling you that you absolutely need. But just get the basics. And if you want to expand later, then go for it. But starting out, you don't really know what you'll actually need. So get clients first and then start buying the latest and greatest if you want to. Ah, number 4. You don't need to take on every client. I totally understand feeling like you need to take on every client when you start. You need to make money. I get it. But don't short sell yourself. There are there are still clients that you want to avoid. If someone is bragging about how difficult they are to work with, then believe them and don't take them on as a client. There is no amount of money uh, that is worth working with them. Trust me. So yes, so if you have someone who is saying that they're the most difficult person to work with, believe them, believe them. Number five: Set your expectations, and what I mean is to set your expectations um, with your clients. So set boundaries with your time, money, and expectations. So these should be listed in your contract, and you should start thinking through them before you get your client. I know it's kind of it's hard to always tell what you actually uh, should set up, but so. Um, A couple of things would be, are you going to take phone calls or respond to text messages after a certain time at uh, at night? Uh, When do you want to get paid? How do you want to get paid? All of these things you need to know, have an answer to before you take on a client. Most clients will respect your time. It is very rare to have a client that doesn't there is always the exception to the rule. So make sure your clients know your office hours. Let them know when you expect to get paid because you need to feed your family too. So be clear with your expectations. Um, I will be honest. I had one client and uh, that it didn't work for me. Uh, And so I actually changed my contract to address the issues that I had encountered with this one client. So it's perfectly understandable if you can't, uh, if you don't have it all figured out right now, but get the basics down. And again, those are when do you want to get paid? When are you going to answer email or answer a text message or a phone call? Like be clear uh, when you are no longer in the office. So, most people who work in the office have set office hours and they don't answer the phone after a certain time because they're not in the office. Just because you're home and your personal phone is probably your work phone too, it doesn't mean that it, uh, your clients get 24 hour access. So, be sure to have that clearly stated in your contract. If you're ready to get started, then download your free. 20 page Mom Boss 2.0 workbook. Start your journey to break free from the nine to five, be your own boss, raise your kids, and enjoy your life. Mom, I am so glad you joined me today. If you want to help spread the word and to stay connected, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to check out the Life Unbox store for all of your Momboss merch. You can support the show with coffee. Visit Kofi, that's ko-fi.com forward slash lifeunbox.blog. For more great mom entrepreneur content, follow Life Unboxed on social media or check out lifeunbox.blog. Be sure to share the podcast and video with your friends. And I will see you in the next video or show.